0: They all of this madness talking all of this madness talking all of this madness They talking all of, they talking all of, they talking all of this madness
1: all Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast You're listening to another episode of Road to WrestleMania Throwback Madness I am here once again with my good friends Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki, And the voice that runs the place The European mm-hmm. Champion Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd. That's just most important. How's it going? Tremendous. Tremendous? Yes. Phenomenal? Yes. Glorious? All the puns in town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also Ron Paschery. I'm your host. Uh, so we're here to talk about. Whose choice was this? Yours? This is mine, yes. Alo's choice. What did you choose? WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 17. That was the year 2001, correct? Correct. That was in Houston, Texas, the Astrodome. Not being used for anything, just an eyesore in the city of Houston. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to give everybody our grading system before we get started? Yeah, if it's a horrible
2: show, it's a jobber. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a slower knocker. If it's a fantastic show, it's a showstopper.
1: All right, so a what was your rating for your choice?
2: Well, I think I might be able to tune the band up for all of us. (laughs) I know me my best friend, maybe. I don't know about you, because you're just a tough critic. I am. We'll see. I'll give it a showstopper. I got to, because... This, it's aged well, because I remember in 2001, when this came out, I, I watched it all the time. Like I had, I had all these on tape. I watched it all the time. I thought it was perfect from top mm-hmm. to bottom. There were some filler things, but the filler things were fun. But I really enjoyed this show. It,
1: it's, it's to this day, I think it's the greatest wrestler many of all time. Um, a lot of people say that. You're not alone in that assumption. Act to fly. What is your grade for the show? It's a showstopper. I would definitely give it a showstopper, uh, top to bottom. There was
0: actually, it's funny with Aiden mentioning the, the filler stuff. There were a good bit of filler segments that, you know, I enjoyed, that entertained me, that I completely forgot about. And I remember watching
1: that live back back then. When do you think it was the last time you watched it? So I actually a
0: couple months ago, I skimmed through a couple of pieces and uh, watched it back to back. Um, I watched Rock Austin recently. I think once a year I see TLC 2 But in its entirety, man, I don't think I've watched it in its entirety since probably 2002-2003.
1: The last time I watched it in its entirety was actually the day I signed up for the network. Really? Haven't seen it since then. And that was the first time I'd seen it since I watched it live. So that was the first thing you went back to and watched? First thing. Because for me, this is also a showstopper. Was that my first showstopper I've given out? Well, you get at, one back. You get one. I think early back on, around.
2: back at, <laughs> way back. But you, you you stop. You stop slinging it around.
1: Yeah, was it was that a show we were at that yeah. gave it to? Okay, so that that that's my exception.
2: Okay,
1: uh, show opens with Jericho, the Intercontinental Champion. Very different Chris Jericho than the one we know now, against William Regal. Jericho had never held the, or I'm sorry, Regal had never held the Intercontinental Championship yet at this point. Uh, Jericho famously peed in Regal's tea. Priceless. The Always way he that. sold it, unbelievable. <laughs> like I said this the last time we discussed William Regal, the faces that he makes are so great. Just the sour puss look on his face. Um A law go to you first. As an opener, did this do the job?
2: Yeah, it was it was a quick opener. I thought it felt I thought it ended quite abruptly because I was like, oh god, okay. like the lion salt came out of nowhere. Re- Regal was in control of most of the match but I also love the storyline because Riga was the commissioner so Jericho kept um, messing with him the entire time and Regal kept throwing him in handicap matches the entire mm-hmm. time. You think Jericho's shirt cost
1: $750? Did it really? Oh, it had, <laughs> <I see. laughs> I had to. It had to. Yeah. Uh... And then I think hey, 750. Times are cheaper a little. Bit. You're right. So inflation is probably was like $500. Five, $550. Yeah. <laughs> Something around, around there. Yeah, it, was a, it
2: was a nice opener start, opener start. And then back then, who wouldn't want to start with Chris Jericho right. to open the, open the show?
1: Yeah, obviously beloved already at that time. Ek2Fly, opening match.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was great as an opening match. Um, and, and you know, it's one of those things you said recently uh, about how overlooked Regal is for his work. Uh, everything he's done. Um, the the one thing I remember rewatching the match. You know, the first thing that kind of went through my mind. I forgot who was challenging. Regal comes out, and it immediately popped in my head that the following year, Regal was defending the Intercontinental Championship. As a heel, he was great at being hated. Because I remember as a kid,
1: I hated him. You <laughs> <laughs> legitimately hated him, 100. percent. Right. Yeah, I thought this is a good opener. Has has Jericho won with a lion salt since then? I don't think so. I, that was
0: something I was almost taken back to. I think maybe once or twice uh, in the forthcoming months with the um, invasion storyline, he mm-hmm. probably got a couple wins with it. But
1: because I was thinking, I was like, we did throwback a few weeks ago with um, was no way out, and we saw Cena tap out for maybe the last time. Uh, we saw Jericho possibly win with the Lion salt for the first time. But I thought it was a good opening match yeah, Can
2: we turn heel. I know he, I know he really got away from it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a heel finisher. Uh, We see the WCW1 limo pull up (laughs) with Shane O'Mac, the WCW owner, walking out, getting ready for his uh, McMahon family street fight later in the evening. We see APA at a card table with Jackie, uh, JBL giving a pep talk to everybody. He had to have been dyeing his hair and his beard at that point. It was so black. (laughs) It probably was. I mean, I never thought of it really at the time. But his hair is definitely not that dark. Um, right to censor faces Taz and APA in a six-man tag with Jackie at ringside. Um, I know. I don't think I ever thought this before, but Taz, the jumpsuit—he looks like he's like a mechanic or something. <laughs> is Sean he's Walker, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sean, Wa- Sean, the mechanic Walker. Um, the APA were were monsters.
0: They were. I wasn't a big APA guy, but... I I always was a fan. Something about the dynamic, uh, you know, obviously I I was 11 years old at the time. I I wasn't drinking yet, maybe a little surprising, but (laughs) I I did love the gimmick of them literally just kind of a mid-card, lower tag uh, tag team. That was basically like a tag team version of Stone Cold. You know, mm-hmm. they went out there, to kick. out. They guys. were just they ass kickers. That's exactly
1: and what And they drank beer in the meantime.
2: Yeah, I didn't like them in the ring mm-hmm. as a team, but just what they meant as APA protection, I loved it.
1: Me too. And you know what? That's a thing that if they came around now, like if we were this age back then, uh, we would have looked at it like there's two guys they couldn't do anything with who now get in this tag team and like now they have something. Mm-hmm. Like they have something going for them every week. Um, I thought this was a fun tag match. I always enjoy getting to go back and watch uh, APA. I probably liked them more than you, ALO, at the time. Eric, if you already liked them, well, that's all, that'll not. always
0: be my and um, some of my favorite work from Bradshaw. I mean, I, I was a fan. Uh, I liked his work. I hated him as JBL. Really? Yeah. I was not Uh-oh. a fan. Well, one, I mean, uh, Ron just brought up the um, the hair dye. Well, I naturally just thought he had black hair, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, he becomes JBL, and you know his hair's short, and you know now it's like a light brown.
1: Mm-hmm. I always, I always popped for the clothesline from Hell. Yeah. Uh, and I like that Jr. compared him to Stan Hansen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, cause,
2: uh go ahead. No, he can go. No, cause um, I don't know if you noticed, but Taz caught a concussion in this match. No, I did that big boot from um, the Good Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taz, the good father. Taz always talked about during his match, he got a concussion because there's a spot when they throw him to the turmoil he just falls down. Mm-hmm. And after that, he doesn't even get back into the match. Oh,
1: yeah, I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, so Taz got caught a concussion. Say mm-hmm. to call an audible.
2: Yeah. <laughs> audible, somebody try to call an audible later yeah. in the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what did you guys think about the RTC? I enjoyed them. I love them. <laughs> so, something weird about uh, the whole right to censor gimmick, and I don't know if it came back later. But for some reason, I always go blank. when I think of what time period that was, I guess what it started in 2000. Yeah, somewhere 2000. For some reason, I always thought that was part of the draft
1: period. No. I always forget yeah, that it before. had to do with Um Yeah, I loved them because there's no, there was no better villain because WWE to beat WCW, Vince was like, all right, we're turning this thing up to 12, and anything goes. So what better villain could you have at that time? Other than Mr. McMahon, than somebody who was trying to censor all of the excessive uh, (laughs) things that WWF was trying to do at the time. Yeah, Stevie Richards was great. He was great. I mean, and then the guys they picked to be in it couldn't have been better. I mean, Val goes from a porn star (laughs) into into right to censor. The Godfather goes from a pimp to (laughs) in right to censor. Uh, They were perfect. Uh, Ivory...
2: Hilarious, yeah. Oh, we'll get to hilarious, yeah. We so will.
1: Good. Uh, I thought they were great,
2: and I always loved when JR calls to, which is all white socks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they were they were great heels at the time. I thought this was a fun match. It's always good to see the, those guys get the, their comeuppance for just annoying the crap out of everybody. Um, we see Trish pushing Linda in the infamous wheelchair with Stephanie McMahon. Um, Stephanie alluding to Shane's gonna, or what is she who was she? She was running for Vince at the time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vince is going to kick Shane's butt. Um, then we get Raven as the hardcore champion. Yes. In a triple threat and that, against that, Kane in the big show.
0: I actually just watched that match recently. Did you really? Before. And I enjoyed watching it again a few weeks later. That match is classic. I, I think that should go down as
1: you know, one of the... the. It's definitely one of the most memorable hardcore title defenses. Uh, it was great. I was always a big Raven guy. Yeah. Um, always a big fan of him. Obviously, going back... I know... Kane and the Big Show have become like an- annoying at this point for everybody. Yeah, everybody's kind of tired of seeing them. But going back and watching these old shows makes you appreciate them so much more. Yeah. 100%. Um, Kane was gold in that. Mm-hmm. Big Show. I mean, this this was like a production. <laughs> so one so one thing
0: to not skip over, is, since you mentioned you're always a fan of Raven, mm-hmm. um, he is noted as the man to win the hardcore championship the most times. No, I didn't know that. It wasn't Crash Holly? No, um, Raven. Raven claims, I think, 39. I think technically it's only 27, but he claims 39. I could have sworn, I think, crashed like a 26-time.
2: I got the 26-time hardcore champion. You got <you> to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look that
1: up. Yeah, I loved, so one, I, this match, I was talking to um, Gary Diutolo. The other the other night, we did uh, an unsanctioned with him. And he asked me my my favorite match. And I was like, I can't really pick a favorite match, but the one I watch back the most, that I enjoy the most, is the first Hell in a Cell match, HBK and Undertaker. What I loved about that match is, I forgot to mention this on the show, it almost has three acts, like a movie would or a play would. Like there's the part of the match where they're locked in the cage, which was the whole point of it. Then there's act two where Michael starts to get beat up, they get out of the cage, all the... Craziness happens outside the cage, on top of the cage. Michaels goes off the cage through the table, and then they get back in the ring, and Kane comes out, and that's the final act of the... I felt like this had three acts as well. There was kind of... They, they were wrestling in the ring. Kane goes off the top rope to the floor on top of the two of them, which... When's the last time you saw a guy that size jump off the top rope to the floor? Yeah. And it didn't look awkward. Like, he really was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, because just watching this part... Mm-hmm. Well, to, to, to go back to X point, this is probably my second favorite. It's one <laughs> and two. It's in switch with parkour title match. The other one, actually, I have top three, RVD and Jeff Hardy and Invasion, mm-hmm. Jericho and RVD and Unforgiven, 2001. Those are the same year. And then there's this. Yeah. Like you said, this was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then every time we do these throwbacks in the era of like 2000, 2001, especially 2001 2002, when they kind of let Kane loose, it gets me upset that he never actually got that title run. Like... In '98, he could he should have got it because that's when he was like really new and, he, mm-hmm. and you could actually did something with him. But this was like when he was at his hottest. You could argue, arguably say because he eliminated those. He had the record for the Royal Rumble at the time in that year. This was the perfect time to I make. I feel like
1: he got a huge pop.
2: Yeah, everybody loved Kane because Kane was awesome. So so like if he ever got another right of the title, it could have been this time
1: and nobody would ever complain about. it. Yeah, I agree with that. Like this match had the first act in the ring, second act backstage. You know, Big Show trying to lock himself in the cage with Raven, which I thought was brilliant. He brings the ref in there, almost like it's just going to be me and him locked in here. Kane manages to make his way in. Throws Raven through the window. That was awesome. Big Show and Kane go through the door. They go through the wall. They get in the golf carts. Oh, when Kane the- drives away with the ref, they the ref. back <laughs> of the golf cart. I <laughs> laughed so hard. I totally forgot about that. Um, they ultimately make their way out to the stage. And we get the chokes. Well, we didn't get a chokeslam. We got them thrown off the yeah, stage. The, the big, big show. And a leg drop, like
0: a, a gorilla press. Yeah. and he got booted with Raven up in the air. Mm-hmm. And then it was
1: the. Uh, I don't know if it was a leg.
0: I might have been more. Kate of it's an the elbow. leg drop. I, I thought it was. Back?
1: I thought it was an elbow, but the commentary said leg drop. Mm. So I don't know. I guess it's debatable. We may have to go back on the instant replay, but. Kane gets the win, wins the Hardcore Championship. Hey, how long did he, did he hold it for? He, it he held
2: that? it to the end of the month because at, at the end of the month, at Backlash 2001, it was Taker and Kane. They were the tag champs, and they fought Austin and Triple H I meant to mention that Triple H defeated Jericho the SmackDown after this to win the Intercontinental mm. title. So it was all the titles were on the line, and Kane was dropping the Rhino.
1: Okay. Who looked great at that time. Yeah. He was a monster. Yeah, he was. At, at, during that era, uh, we got an, a segment with Angle backstage, obsessing over the fact that if there was never an official there to see the tap out, the person didn't officially tap out. Edge and Christian kind of were they like making fun of him a little bit? I guess no, because I mean, they were friends Kurt, with him at yeah, the time. Yeah, they were
2: friend, They were Team EC.
1: <laughs> Is that where it came from? No, that's I know <laughs> where it came from. <laughs> I know it didn't. I know the actual story, but uh, they, we, they wanted to be me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think Eck was established about uh, a year and a half prior to that, so they were trying to...
1: They were, they were following me years before Following in your footsteps, before yeah. your first pair of Jordans. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had Jimmy Superfly Snooka in WWF New York. The Mecca. The Mecca. <laughs> we had Coach with the fans from Australia. Our coach had to let his hair go. Yeah. It was time. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not a good look for him. He had... Th- those were not his best days. Um... The Rock comes in, arrives with his uh, rolling luggage, hangs the title in the locker, which I thought was like a nice Nice little touch. Uh, Eddie Guerrero with Perry Saturn versus Test for the European Championship. Another good match. Again, Test is another guy. We go back and watch these, and I'm always like, this guy is very underrated. He he did not work as a babyface, because I had a hard time getting into this match. Well, yeah, he wasn't meant to. Some guys just aren't meant to be babyface. Yeah. He was one of those guys. Um... But two really good workers, and of course it all comes down to maybe my favorite part of this match was Heyman saying, never ever turn your back on Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> yeah. You know, he gets the Euro title, hits him over the head with it, gets the win. So this match you didn't like that much.
0: It was
2: hard for me to get into it, because like I said, like if, it was, if the, the, um, the face heel dynamic would switch, I would, I would. but Tess as a bait face, Like I was a big fan of Tess at this time, but comparing, we did a few episodes with Tess as a heel against Kane, Kane I believe, and I think
0: Edge Yeah, with yeah, mm-hmm. with edge as well, it kinda, it's kind of it's to of into of the match. of the match. Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought the match was the good. I the of the to say, kind of agree with of it was of to get of But at of the same time, uh, I couldn't I the couldn't really remember the feud mm-hmm. for the reason. not um, was, again, one the of the times where the am watching it. I of not thinking of was more of I was thinking that, like, for some reason, I was remembering that from 2000. Um, good match. It was kind of one of those things where... of 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 you know, I remember it was one of those things. I think come like late 02, 3 when I started uh, liking Guerrero more and more. I remember when him and Van Dam were feuding over the IC title. I was like, man, this for a bad guy. Like his, like he's really good at making hate mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think then I didn't, you know, at 10, 11 years old, I didn't see everything in him uh, that I did a few years later. And I'm watching that match, like, geez, I really, I really missed the missed the boat on him early.
1: Yeah, I like that. So Saturn was the one that came out with him. I liked that he got involved in the match, but I love that Malenko made his way out too. What was he wearing? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I <laughs> the ladies' man. The I, I what guess. What was he was wearing? I don't know. Something I wouldn't wear. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get Mick Foley with Frosted Tip, Michael Cole. Uh, no earring. So no, Josh no Mackens. earring. Okay. Um, he was obviously the special guest referee for the Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon street fight. Uh, He snuck in a cheap pop for Houston, Texas, right before he got out of there. Uh, Austin arrives into the arena, not with as much uh, showmanship as The Rock, obviously. He was all all business on this evening. Uh, Angle versus Chris Benoit. Um Great promo pre-match from Angle getting under the Houston-Texas yeah. crowd skin.
2: It's amazing how an Olympic hero could be that be, be hated.
1: I know. The 65,000 uh, bull-riding, beer-bellied Texas ski hogs will learn that I will never tap to Chris Benoit and lose the cowboy hat you're not seven years old anymore. thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Beautifully wrestled match yeah. between these two, as you would expect. Um, Eck, you said you haven't watched this in its entirety in years, correct?
0: This was another match that I didn't see in its entirety
1: in years. So what did you think watching this back?
0: So uh, match was stellar, top to bottom. Uh, I really reminded you, Orrin, how great each of those wrestlers were, uh, top to bottom. I think uh, your original unsanctioned episode with um, Joe Laff, Mm -hmm. I believe he mentions this match. So I tried paying a little more attention to it because I knew the match was going to be good. Uh, but for some reason, I just thought there was gonna be, you know, it was gonna be a little better than I remembered. And the match is definitely one of those that, you know, it, it lives up to the test of time. I mean, the match is still stellar.
1: Talking about
0: him, Um Going to this, going to this match, I kind of felt bad for Kurt Angle, on
1: retrospect. <laughs> because
2: I know La- laugh, and we always talk about how unless the champ, the belts, on your top guy, you're never going to be important. You're never going to be seen as as important as those guys. Because yeah. because Angle was a champion, even though he only main evented the show. Three, two or three times out of the five months he was champion. He, in the at Survivor Series in 2001, he didn't main event with Taker. Triple H and Stone Cold main event at Armageddon. The only reason he main evented was because he was in the six-man so yeah. The Rumble, he was semi-main, and then No Way Out, he was the main event. But after this, Kurt Angle had nothing to do. So Kurt Angle and Benoit was just like, hey, let's have a match at WrestleMania because they both had nothing to
1: do. Yeah, you know, out like, of what? It's, it's funny that I believe we chose to do this one today. Where uh, this is prior to watching Elimination Chamber, for anybody wondering, Uh was because we we're like, oh, this is going to be the shortest one out of the ones we've picked. Yeah. <laughs> we recorded yet? Yeah. And it was three hours and forty-five. minutes <laughs> There's <laughs> twelve matches on the show. I was like, I hope this isn't the shortest one left because my god,
2: it is the shortest one left. The transitions from this match were great, like mm-hmm. the ankle lock. When they both locked the an lock, they yeah. both locked in um, cross face I thought that was great, but. To compare it to their other matches, like we review Unforgiven too when they fought at, Unforgiv- at Unforgiven, that match that match was better. This was kind of under- underwhelming from their
1: other matches. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the best match they ever had, but still a it's great kinda match. Kind of like Last
0: said, you n- you'll never see them in a match against each other that isn't good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we had Angle tapping with the ref out of the picture. We had Benoit kicking out of an angle slam. We had Angle kicking out of the. Uh, diving headbutt, and ultimately it ends with an angle roll-up holding the tights, which Perfect. it actually was good. And it, See, this is this is a case where it actually is a good finish to a match. Uh, you keep the, the loser from looking weak, and you keep the heel looking like a heel, and it, it being a technical match, it, it easily could be looked at something that he just, you know, was able to kind of sneak in there on him, not like he, he beat him cleanly. Uh, Regal with Cole backstage, Michael Cole trying to find out if he's okay, and we get Kamala and Kim Chi in his office, (laughs) Regal not too happy, Kamala obviously part of the uh, gimmick battle royal (laughs) later on in the evening.
0: When they had that, um, that clip back there, I was like, man, like, for some reason, like, that came right back and I remembered that scene, and I was like, what's going on with this? And they, they announced that battle royal, and that vividly, like, I... Forgot that match existed, but the battle royal came and hit me right, right away. Like I remember watching that match at mm-hmm. my aunt' watch at my aunt's house, watching it on pay per view, and I obviously we'll get to that match later. But it, it was definitely <laughs> one of those more uh, enjoyable filler filler matches. Yeah, I, I, for, for I, a silly silly
1: one, which exactly. I, mean, I can appreciate. I definitely can. I always have. Uh, we had a vignette with the troops, which it was. In, I found this interesting that. We see a, a ton of stuff with troops. Every sporting event, every WrestleMania, we see you know wrestlers, you know on Raw with the troops. This was before the September 11th attacks, so we weren't even in any type of conflict or war at the time. September 11th attacks wouldn't happen for I guess another five months. Uh,
0: if it was uh, be- after that, I think we'd have a different winner in the Battle Royal.
1: <laughs> probably. You're probably right. Uh, weird, though. Like how that's like a, like a dividing line in history. Um, but obviously, WWE always does great work with troops. Kurt Angle with Kevin Kelly, saying he's, he doesn't have to respect anyone. He won the match. He's the best. And then Benoit attacks him and puts, puts him in the uh, Crippler Crossface. Did they fight? Did they have a match at the next pay per view yeah.
2: again? Yeah, that's um when they had their ultimate submission match, and then at Judgment Day they had a two out of three falls match. Was regular first one was a regular match, second fall was a submission match, and the third
1: was a ladder match. Okay, so th- this went on for a while afterwards. Yeah.
2: And then after that they had that steel cage on Raw where um was it the moonsault on top of the cage or was it a headbutt? on top Was the moonsault? Oh, the actually,
1: head. I think it was both. Mm, I was remembering the headbutt.
0: Well, well uh, Kurt, Kurt goes for the the moonsault and um. Misses. No while moves. Yeah,
1: and, think, and I think hammers. Kurt says now that he's like, I probably shouldn't have ever even done that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had the women's championship match.
0: Well, no, you know what? I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I could have maybe listened to something different. I don't know if you mix it up. I think his main regret was after the match, you know, he wasn't – he didn't have that storyline with Austin yet. and. Austin was watching the match like, this guy's crazy. And he he got the impression that, oh, you know what? Austin's not going to want to work with me. And, you know, he was trying to get to the level to be working with Austin and be in the main feud. So I think his big regret was that he thought that rubbed Austin the wrong way.
1: Okay, so it was more the aftermath of him doing it, not so much. I could be wrong, but I do believe that's what I've heard. It makes sense. Uh, Women's title match, Ivory defending against China. Uh, pretty quick match, pretty straightforward. Uh, China lets her up after a two count just to hit the uh, the gorilla press, and gets the one, two, three. China's your women's champion. Not much to this, really. No, but fun to watch China do what China does. Go ahead.
0: I was just gonna be the sick normal weirdo. I always forgot about those couple months where they actually made her look like she was
1: sexy and I remember
0: like doing <laughs> the promo. I was like, Yeah, yeah, the Playboy thing. Yeah, <laughs> she should have got it right then.
1: And yeah. again, the the whole thing with Playboy, like it's so weird looking back that that was like A the big, big thing. Big, yeah. big partner company. And like that they were they were promoting it, they loved it when it happened. They like, went now. from
0: Playboy to cricket. Yeah. Cricket <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> <they train> it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, because then my notes I got China was looking good. <laughs> that made my note. But I mean, Ivy just walking down the ramp all paranoid and terrified and pulling her tie. Yeah. That was that was the highlight. Love
1: it. Love the way she was dressed. Love the way she carried herself. The way she talked. Such a great character for her. Such a great part of that faction. Um, Vince backstage with Linda, Trish, and Stephanie. Michael Cole shows up, asks about Shane buying WCW, saying it's shocking. and get Vince saying... You want shocking? You'll get shocking. I guarantee it. Uh, that leads into a little vignette of... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> I went too far ahead there. That leads into the street fight. Vince against Shane. Uh, weird that Vince was wearing sleeves. He wasn't showing off the body. Yeah.
0: He Usually he it loves better. to wear that, that
1: <laughs> low-plunging tank yeah. top. Um, he... This is one of those things. I think
0: he didn't want to look overpowering against Shane. That makes sense. Where I think normally when he did it, he was going out against you know
1: a real a legitimate guy wrestler. who he yeah. needed to make himself look exactly. like a threat against. Um, this is one of those things about WWF and now WWE, and this actually goes back to a comment you made a few minutes ago, Eric, about the uh, the gimmick Battle Royal, like fun. This match with Vince and Shane obviously would not go down in anybody's record book as a five-star classic, but these types of things that WWE does are so much fun, so satisfying. I don't know if you guys love this as much as me, but I, from start to finish, I loved this match.
2: I did, too. It was written, per- it was produced perfectly, <laughs> even the whole storyline, It was perfect, because when Vince bought a because I didn't watch WCW in the 90s, but right. like, when Scott Steiner got really really big, like I, I drew to him, and then I like always like um Billy Kim and Booker T and Mysterio. So mm-hmm. when so Nitro came started at eight o'clock. So when Nitro came on, I see Vince. I'm like what, what the hell? What is it? On, am I on the right channel?
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't believe it. And he's like I bought them like, oh. like oh wow this this eleven year old Alo, He's not he's not reading the newspapers. Not hip to the game. Not, not heavy that, in the game yet. No nope, no nope, <laughs> I'm not I'm not that hip. But. This whole storyline was produced perfectly. You should have known that the the invasion angle was going to be horrible because of who Shane brought with him. He had Sean Stasiak, Hugh Morris, Mm -hmm. Chavo and Stacey up there, and Mark Jindrak. So you should have known
1: him. should have tipped (laughs) us off. Exactly. They
0: just wanted to watch WrestleMania. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Uh, Yeah, I loved it. Chavo was trying to watch his uncle. This goes into something we talk about with the McMahons not ever really getting their comeuppance anymore because they don't really have any real skin in the game for the most part. You always loved seeing Vince get what was coming to him. You know, he gets it from Trish. He gets it from Linda, who rises out of the chair and hits him with a low blow. Shane hits the coast-to-coast, which I guess that was the first That's time the first he time. ever did it. Yeah, Love the coast-to-coast. And the fact that he could still do it. Yeah. I loved it that that they were saying, there's no way he's going to be able to do it. And now, 15 years later, he still can. Trish.
0: RVD still wants to have to be referred to as the Van Terminator, even <laughs> when Shane
1: doesn't. Trish at her finest. Yeah. My God, Gorilla. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I, go ahead. I know Eck, big fan of seeing Trish every uh, chance he gets. I don't care how old I was. I, I went to a different room after
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I really miss Stephanie being McMahon-Helmsley. Mm-hmm. About, but one thing I got to say, like
2: the pop when Linda rolls up was maybe arguably one of the biggest pops of the night. But who does the Oscar go to? <laughs> Trish or Linda. Because Linda had to play like she was sick the entire time and not move or blink. But then Trish, she had to play Vince's Vince's toy and make out with him and things. Show me her bra. Uh-huh. Take it off. <laughs> Take it off. Made her strip and get on the floor and bark like a dog. hmm so look, look where we are now. Vince, they would never make her bark like a dog yeah, or no, whatever. no, they would
1: not. But who does the Oscar go to? I give it to Linda. Convincing. Convincing in that role. Which led to, like, if she wasn't so convincing as being completely incapacitated, you wouldn't have gotten that massive pop when she got up out of the chair. And then all the sympathy that she and Jed, with him taking her out of the wheelchair, rolling her that into the ring. That was perfect. Like, just, and how upset and aggravated Jr. was <laughs> about it.
2: Yeah, because yeah, there was one part where, where,
1: um I think after
2: Vince got up, when Trish slapped him,
0: and, and he was like, you bitch.
1: It's the yeah. J- and JR was
2: like... Oh, God, did you hear what he
0: called her? And said, stop it. I'll tell you what. One thing I'll take out of this, which is like a small detail, I think um, Linda McMahon sold the um, drugged state better mm-hmm. than she sold anything mm-hmm. in her WWF career.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think that was a key part of the whole thing. Obviously, Shane wins. Vince gets his comeuppance. Uh We move on This was the vignette With the Hardys at Access Well They were talking oh, go Going
2: back to the Oscar comment mm-hmm. I don't know who I give it to No you don't have a choice I, I, I don't know how I don't know who Because said Trish was so good And she sold it perfectly But Linda the, If Linda doesn't do that It make I'll give it to Linda Because if it wasn't for Linda That storyline wouldn't be what it was
1: mm-hmm. Yeah that's taking nothing away from Trish Yeah because she she had an Academy Award woman before. Exactly Um The Hardys hyping up TLC2. We see Triple H and Taker both warming up backstage, getting ready for their big match, um, which leads us into TLC2. Obviously, I don't even know that we even need to say that much about this because obviously anyone who's ever watched it probably praises this thing to the high heavens.
0: Amazing, (laughs) game-changing, skyrockets all six of their careers. Mm -hmm. One thing, in again, When I just rewatched this a couple days ago, it's probably the 50th, minimal. And I've at least (laughs) seen this match 50 times. I had this DVD. I had this on VHS back in the day. Um, A lot of things about it, and I've watched these guys do so much promo work. Um, The one thing that kind of surprised me, with the Hardys and Edge and Christian, Mm -hmm. I noticed... Which I never really noticed. It seemed like there was a lot of fear in their face when they were coming out. And I think I never really picked up on it, but maybe I just heard them talk about it so much.
1: Uh, I, I, you have to be a maniac to not be at least a little bit afraid Yeah, to go in there and do some of the stuff they did. Yeah,
2: because they talk about this match a lot and how they were going over the match. Mm-hmm. And I think they were upset about their payday when it came to this what? match.
1: Yeah, I my guess is they did not get paid nearly what they deserved.
2: Yeah, and I think I'm not sure match. if it was Bubba or Matt. I know they kept sending Bubba or Matt to, to fix it. It was probably more Bubba than Matt. <laughs> I'm sure Matt wasn't broke. Matt wasn't yeah. broken at this not time. Not yet. yet.
1: No, he had not uh elevated him his mind yet. <laughs> um my question to you two is did these guys ultimately ruin tag team wrestling? Because where does anyone go from there? Yeah. No, they did not ruin it. There's it's th- there's No one's ever been able to live up, and I'm I'm not saying it's their fault, but I mean that was the height. I don't know how you get better than that or even equal it. You yeah. know y- you mimic it. Can't even do
2: that nowadays. You'll well.
0: Well, you can, but will they allow them to if you actually try? Well, I mean, what was it? We got that with the New Day and the Lucha Dragons and a couple other tag team and the Usos. We we got that decent ladder match a couple years. It was ago. good. It was good, but you're compared to this. And, like, obviously, it'll never be as good. Like, it'll never be better. But it could get close. I mean,
1: three all time great tag teams. And I was never, I've told you guys before, I was never the biggest Hardy Boys. I respected the Hardys, but I was never a big fan. I loved Edging Christian. I loved the Dudleys. But those are three of the best of all time. Every All three of those tag teams are among the best of all time, doing the things that they did that nobody else could do then or can do now. And
2: then another thing is well, why it's not going to be topped is because of the whole fact that TLC was synonymous with them because the Dudley to the tables, the Hawaii's with the ladders, Edge and Christian with the chairs. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. You can't really top that because of that. Yeah, the spear off the ladder. Yeah, and Jer- J- Jeff doing the swan time mm-hmm. off, off the top of the kid, the top of on the ladder. Awesome. And he actually missed one. T- one table yeah. t- oh, didn't break. He yeah, yeah, had the second was one, awesome. not the first one. What uh? What was the other spot, Matt? And was it Matt and Bubba? Yeah, when um, Rhino th- it was a-
1: through the the four tables. Yeah,
2: and then another thing that I thought was great because I know they t- I know they talk a lot about how are they gonna ma- make this match different, but the interaction of Rhino and Spike and Lita because mm-hmm. they did this at WrestleMania 2000. They did they did this at um. Lita taking her shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> and then getting taken out, getting three D. <laughs> yeah, and then um they had the triangle ladder match, and then um the SummerSlam said the first TLC won. Then they had this like how are you gonna make it Because 'Cause we've seen this, right? Yeah. So, just those additions that made it match different. Just the ending with Rhino,
0: just carrying Christian on his on his yeah. on his shoulder to the top of the ladder. I thought the was best ugly Dog of all time. Well, me, me, the best ugly Dog of WWE's career. He had some badass ones in ECW, but when Spike came and got Christian out of there. Oh yeah,
1: my stomach still drops when Jeff tries to run across the ladders. Jim yes, Bell, I forgot about that. And the one that. starts to tip, and I'm always like, oh my god! I know I how it turns about out. That.
0: Well, It's funny, on the Dudleys' uh, recent WWE DVD on their career, um, both Dudleys, mainly Bubba Ray, laughs and says all the crazy things Jeff's done, and the only thing that goes wrong in that match is something Jeff did. He's like, we would have bet our salary that it would have been anyone else.
1: (laughs) Anyone else had a better chance. But yeah, all-time great match. Has to be one of the top ten WrestleMania matches of all time, I would guess, if not higher. I would think so, because it's hard to top that. Um, More access highlights. It's funny seeing Kane being interviewed with the the mask on and the ponytail. Um, That leads us to the Gimmick Battle Royal with (laughs) Mean Gene and Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary. I'm always... Anytime I get to hear Bobby Heenan do color commentary, I'm always happy. He had
2: one line when Slaughter came out, because they still a pack of Slaughter mm-hmm. saying he, he was shooting rounds, and he, said, he didn't say, now nah, he shoots a blank. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> great. That's perfect. Um, we had the Bushwhackers, Dumpster Dozy, or Dumpster Drozy, Iron Sheik, Earthquake, The Goon, Doink, Kamala, The Repo Man, Jim Cornette. Yeah, I was shocked. I uh, thought he was in that match. Uh, Nikolai Volkov. Michael P.S. Hayes, the Confederate flag robe is a regrettable in hindsight. <laughs> uh, one-man gang. Tugboat, did you understand? Gobbledygooker, not yet. Tugboat. Uh, Hillbilly Jim, Brother Love, Sergeant Slaughter.
0: I- I'm going to go to a quick the tangent. The
1: entrances were longer than the match itself. Yes,
0: that's <laughs> I got to <laughs> go to go a quick tangent.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: Tugboat. Uh-huh whatever his government is, mm-hmm. should throw... They, he, need, he owes Edge and Christian his life. So here's my thing. I didn't realize this man had so many characters. So they had the... Well, he's uh, the
1: infamous... Uh, the infamous Shockmaster. Mm-hmm.
0: So Edge and Christian did a beautiful job making it seem like that was his one character and he, he flopped. Mm-hmm. But he was also typhoon. He was also tugboat. And for some reason, you know, with uh, all the... the fi- he had uh, those three characters recently come out in figure form. And I was like you know what? This is all the same person. <laughs> I was like, I thought Shockmaster was like a one-time fail. The three faces in, of whatever his real name is. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're telling me this guy gets three figures already and dude love, so hasn't got a, a figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that
2: tangent was longer than this match. <laughs> You're right, it was. <laughs> and you naming them was, it was longer Yeah, three minutes. So that, that, so that's, that's too long fun. to be. <laughs> three minutes. Uh, and I love how they went back, how he told about how um, I think Sheik and Slaughter had something with 92,
1: mm-hmm. and, and sort of put the camel crotch yeah. on him. And, but I don't think he was the Sheik at the time. Because he was supposed to be like an Iraqi sympathizer. This was during the first Iraq war. And I forget what his name was. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I may be wrong about that, though. But yeah, the Iron Sheik wins, to huge applause. Uh, mm-hmm. Unbelievable that he wins. Uh, that takes us to... Triple H and The Undertaker. ayla where were you in your fandom of Triple H at this time? The height. The height? Yes. The apex? Yeah. Well,
2: speaking of my fandom, this match was about how Triple H beat everybody. Undertaker comes out saying, you never beat me, mm-hmm. which was a lie. Triple H beat him on an episode of SmackDown in July 2000. Just had to put that out there. Hmm.
1: Here's what everybody I would think, forget. But
0: I think in commentary, they corrected and said that he's never beat him on pay-per-view.
1: Okay. Of course they have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I guess most people probably forget. Or it doesn't matter to some people.
2: And I, and I loved how they got the restraining order on, on Taker and he just sent Kane. Mm-hmm. And he, had he had Stephanie on the ledge. That yeah, was also
1: so good. Yeah, and Regal was very upset about it, obviously. <laughs>
0: and that's actually a really not, another good spot to show how. You know, it's funny with WrestleMania last year, and you think all these years Shane was gone, and he comes back and he puts his body in the line with that, you know, that spot jumping off the cell. But Stephanie did some crazy things. I mean, you know, taking you know Kane being seven foot tall, she's probably eight foot mm-hmm. high from that platform. But then that large, you know, uh, she put herself in a vulnerable spot. And I Wait, think-
1: him standing with his arms up is probably. Close to nine feet high. And then there's... And then they're at least 10, 15 feet up on that, you know, on that, uh, overhang of the balcony, whatever it was. Um, no, you're right. She does deserve... She was crucified. She, she definitely doesn't... She doesn't get a lot of credit for that. She was drugged and forced to marry a guy against her will. She put herself through a lot. And now she's still married to him. (laughs) She's put herself through, what, 16 years of marriage? (laughs) So did you like this match, Alo? Yeah, I like this match a lot. Um... It was, it was actually better than uh, I remember. It, well,
2: I,
0: f- I forgot how much it was not in the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that I didn't remember. I didn't yeah, remember the about ref knocked the, out uh, the choke spot, and then I forgot about the uh, taker following
1: him
0: after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I, <laughs> so I, I, I forgot a lot about that due to, due to the fact
2: that the WrestleMania twenty ma- eight match overshadows because they hardly even mentioned seventeen. They was yeah. mentioned twenty eight and twenty nine, but. I thought the physicality was great. Triple H always with the sledgehammer. The way he like goes into this trance when mm-hmm. he old, holds the sledgehammer. like up. looking at it. Yeah, I thought <laughs> the choke slam from the, in the crowd. Awesome. That was awesome. That was an awesome spot. Oh yeah, the fight uh, like up the tower. Each level was great. Yeah, and we choke We choked him. You didn't know where he went because they didn't even show him. because you, know, you didn't even see how far da-
1: how far down it was. That actually was a weird moment for me because I, I it almost felt like a letdown to not know. Really? Because that, that's part of the pop is like when you see the guy hit. And, like, you didn't see him hit, you just saw him disappear. Uh Now, maybe watching live, I was like, oh, my God, where did he even go? But at the time, knowing that, obviously, he got up and what happened in the match, just seeing him disappear, it was like, I kind of wish I saw him, like, make impact. Uh But awesome spot nonetheless. Yeah, and then, when t- and tri- then he does the elbow drop off yeah. the tower and then on we, top of him. And then we get
2: back to the ring and um, Taker sets up the last ride. Triple H brings bring a sledge, you would have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the, the, the
0: sledge when he's up in the air? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a hard hit because you saw Taker was busted open. Because he tried to use it at least two or three times already yeah. and got thwarted. And then finally he hits him at the perfect time, busts yeah. him open. And then I always As much love, as much
2: of the love I have for the answer, I've always hated The abrupt ending Of him just Having you in the corner For a ten punch Of the last run. Yes.
1: But that's how The match ends But I never liked That ending to the matches Yeah it seemed uh, Abrupt to me Yeah Like he gets hit With the sledgehammer Gets busted open He kicks out Last ride Boom done uh, But it was a good match It was a fun match Obviously two more guys Who were all time greats uh, Eck How do you feel About this match
0: Match was great. Um, I remember, you know, after WrestleMania 27, um, rewatching this on YouTube. Um, A lot of Limp Biscuit during this yes. show.
1: Way more Limp Biscuit than I cared for. I had this album. Show. I had this album. Yeah, <laughs> don't watch
0: 19 then. <laughs> that wasn't Limb Biscuit, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 19.
2: No. Yeah, it was 19. No, it wasn't Limb Biscuit. It was 19. That wasn't Limb Biscuit. Was it was not It was a limb biscuit. I'm almost positive it was a limb biscuit. Uh, uh, we'll make it better. We'll out. Google it. When we're off
1: there. Yeah. Off
0: air. We'll bet before Google it. Well, speaking
1: of these groups, we had the, the Motorhead entrance for Triple H. R.P. loving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder when Laugh
2: Harris is he going to complain about Triple H having been the best entrance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, no, I did like this match. I thought it was good. I um, thought both guys were good. The, my only nitpick would have been the ending, just... For everything that happened leading up to it, it ended a little too quick. Um, there was I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to say about it, but it slipped my mind. That takes us to the main event, though, unless anybody else has any other. Heck, I, that's right. I did not like this incarnation of The Undertaker. I talk about it every time.
0: Well, I, I always say I'm a fan of it just because I remember being so young at the time, and I actually i enjoyed it because I pretty much watched his the whole thing. I watched when he came back. I watched it end, I watched the heel turn, I watched the baby face, I watched them as a singles competitor as American Baddass. I watched them as in a tag team, I think that's the, in my opinion, that's the best carnation of the uh, Brothers of Destruction. I really don't like the Brothers of Destruction as, you know, the Phenom, the Undertaker, and Kane, because I don't think that's when they were, that's prominent, they didn't hold the titles that way, uh, I just thought they were the most dominant at that point, um, Again, the match I thought was really good. There were some spots that I forgot were in it that they recreated in 27 and 28 when they had their uh, second and third Mania matches. But overall, matches definitely. good. that? It is one of the things where, uh, you know, just to restate from the beginning, the first open 60 seconds of this podcast, that's why this episode is without a doubt a a showstopper. Yeah. Uh, Every match was pretty much good. There's a few filler ones that, you know, you, you won't
1: say they're a classic, but... All those matches are worth watching. Anyway. Oh yeah, there, there's not one match on there that you can't go back and watch. Yeah.
2: And that 28, you get that 28 match. Like story wise, that's my favorite Triple H match. Mm-hmm. Well, Triple H WrestleMania match. My, my favorite one in, 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 from a ring perspective is him against Brian. But the story of that 28 match of how Take a retired Shawn and. Nobody ever beat the Undertaker up to the levels that Triple H did in that twenty-eight match. The twenty-nine match, I think. I was really real,
0: wanted him to beat him that day. <laughs> twenty-nine I was cool with it either. Yeah, I, because I he should have been the guy. Yeah, because <laughs> he
2: destroyed him the entire time. Yeah. But the story leading up to twenty, leading up to twenty, I mean, yeah, this is the twenty-seven match, twenty-eight with the hell in the cell. I think that match went, was underwhelming for me, but I think the story was the most intriguing thing because Shawn Michaels was in there, so mm-hmm. you think, okay, Michael Shawn's going to screw the Undertaker. But that Triple H 27 match Taker, that's my favorite Triple H match, story-wise, But in ring is 30 with Daniel Bryan.
1: Yeah. Uh, and my reasoning for not liking his version of the Undertaker, he's just Mark Calloway. He's not the Undertaker. Uh, that's all I'll say about that, though. Main event, Austin versus The Rock. The two biggest stars of the Attitude Era. Two of the probably three or four biggest stars in the history of the business. Um, great vignette. Best video package ever produced. (laughs) It was awesome. Um, Really, really good match. Crowd was hot through the entirety of it. Um, In Texas. uh, So I was glad that The Rock got as much positive reaction as he did. One
0: of probably the best heel turns of all time. At at least, you know.
1: Yeah, nobody saw it coming. JR really sold the hell out of it. Oh my gosh, you son of a bitch! (laughs) There's one thing... I,
2: in my notes that I made that in retrospect is important. Mm-hmm. When Finkel said it's no disqualification. JR saying
1: yeah, that. the last second. When did this happen? When, yeah, when well not did that just
0: that. Happen? Paul Paul said it uh, Paul Paul sold it too. Uh, Heyman again, I we made it to the main event and didn't point out Heyman was gold the mm-hmm. whole show on commentary. But you know, not only did Heyman, you know, as a heel color commentator uh, commentator, he did a great job selling the unexpected Uh, No DQ stipulation that was added at the end. Uh, Another thing, this being the second of the trilogy of Mm -hmm. Rock Austin at Mania, uh, just to get you guys' input, what would you say was the best of their three matches?
1: I mean, this one is the most memorable of the three, I think, just because, like you said, the heel turn, you don't see it coming. Vince and Stone Cold had gone for, what, they're they're probably almost three years in to this feud with each other at this point. Yeah. And then they team up. I didn't see it coming. And this was... And I was old enough, like enough older than you guys, that I was not watching wrestling like a TV show that was playing out in front of me. I was watching it like we watch it now. Yeah. And I didn't see this coming. I did, had no idea this was going to happen. Yeah, I say 17, too, because both 15 and 17, those are better than 19
2: matches. 19 matches are underwhelming. But both 17 and 15, they both had shenanigans, because 15 had Foley and a big show, and Vince was there. But this one was just completely shocking.
0: Yeah, I mean, overall, I don't think it matters. I think I probably ranked 15 last. Uh, I think I enjoyed 19 more. Uh, It was kind of one of those things where I recently um, watched this match Mm -hmm. within the past couple months. I was like, you know what? Let me watch 19, too, just to see them back. And then, um, as you guys remember, I think when you guys arrived uh, like a month or two ago, we had – I had WrestleMania 15 playing, mm-hmm. and I ended up watching the main event, and I wasn't really blown away by it. But this match, you know, top to top to bottom, it's one of those things where now there's the issue of not selling, uh, not selling finishes, but it wasn't as common back then. And you know, stunners were getting
1: kicked out of left and right, rock bottoms getting kicked out of left and right. I mean, it was a suspenseful match. That's uh, one of the things I have in my notes. Anyone who's like a huge fan of the Attitude Era is so much better and. You hate Austin or I mean you hate Cena and you hate Roman. Watch this match because <laughs> <laughs> everything you complain about with John Cena and Roman Reigns happened for both yeah. guys in this match.
0: I know if one in a timeout.
1: We would have to get one of those guys to turn heel. Well that's true, but but that's I mean I mean the, the kicking out of finishers what, they, they what have it watched... ultimately took to beat the that was like just short of having They to should shoot
0: watch it. this match for however they book maybe both their matches, Roman or Cena. Book their mania match this way.
2: Yeah, yeah, if Roman seeing to have a the at WrestleMania, this has to happen, I think. Something like that will have to happen. And another thing is, if this if this happened in today's day and age, imagine how the uh, IWC would destroy this saying, Oh, we saw this two times in the last mm-hmm. three years. We don't want to see this again.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well when I said they should watch this, I didn't mean like WWE should watch it and say like same I mean, example. Fans. Yeah, the fair. I mean if you're complaining about these two guys like, oh Roman kicks out of the finisher and Watch this, because that's what both guys did for almost a half hour. And it basically, the the beating that The Rock had to take to finally, he, he kicked out of a chair shot square to the head after he took a stunner. And the, people aren't complaining then, I'm pretty sure. So I don't get it. But this is a fun match. It was a great show. Anything else either one of you wants to say about this match? I almost put a goddamn article. <laughs> Yeah, he does
2: claim that doesn't he? <laughs> I was put a goddamn because I didn't want turn I want turn here. I didn't feel good about it.
0: <laughs> Wasn't it his idea? Yeah, it was his idea. He he wanted uh something freshened up with his uh he thought he was getting a little stale. Yeah, cause honestly in retrospect, I think he was getting stale. In retrospect, I don't think it was bad. You know, I think it's yeah, it was Because Well, it,
2: nothing lasts forever. Yeah, but they, the fans still love. They still love Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. He was so good as a heel.
0: I think Vince will probably like, just for his own ego, ego, he would argue this. I think anybody will say in professional wrestling, the biggest, greatest heel turn ever was Hogan at Bash at the Beach. WWE's greatest heel turn. This was probably it. That was actually done in a WWE ring.
1: Probably, I mean, he's the biggest star to do it in in the main event of the biggest show. I would agree. Um, Because nobody nobody expected it. Other point I want to make... Might have been the worst sharpshooter the Rock ever attempted. Better sharpshooter, Rock Austin. Austin's is better. <laughs> Austin's know, is not good. The one thing
0: I wasn't looking forward about reviewing this was me just bringing like, that to, up to, to get that you know 30 second segment where you guys just butcher uh, Rock with his sharpshooter. It's a, that was the worst one. But he, it's not me. It's him. I'm
2: asking him how. He, he almost out. looked like you he didn't know how to do it, it every time. I got it's between that and calling Dolph's.
1: the answer. I got to get yeah, it every that time. one. Yeah, that one. I thought we'd at least get through this show without me having to hear that, but that was maybe the worst uh, sharpshooter he's ever attempted, and Austin's <laughs> was definitely better. Um, I'm trying to think that if there, well, the million dollar dream we got that, yeah. And I like that Jr. actually said that. Like yeah. he hasn't used that match. He hasn't used that move since and, he was and he hasn't used it the ringmaster. ringmaster. <laughs> but I'll tell you what,
0: looking back at that, me when I was eleven, when he was the ringmaster years prior, I was so young. And again, that was him breaking out. I didn't know that or remember that. So I remember one, like that match. That commentary would have gone in one ear and out the other. So yeah. going back and rewatching it and paying attention, I was like, "Wow, that actually is like one of those things like you, you overlook."
1: Mm-hmm. Another thing, like the last point I want to make after the match ends, Vince and Austin are celebrating with the beers, and Jr. Obviously is beside himself. Oh. And when they get to the top of the ramp. JR uh, saying Stone Cold sold his soul to the devil. Will things ever be the same again? Stone Cold, Stone like, Cold. He sold that, leaving that pay per view as like this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, you got. You have to watch Raw tomorrow. Yeah, and they they would never make you leave a pay per view at this point feeling that way. I can't remember the last time a pay per view ended. I was like, I have to see Raw. I can't wait for Raw tomorrow. Usually, I'm just watching Raw because I have to talk about it on the show. <laughs> the closest thing <laughs> the closest thing we got in a long time was when
2: Roman being on triple h at oh, yeah, and Raw was here the yeah, next night. <laughs> that was the closest thing.
0: And we actually got a title
2: change. Yeah. Raw. And we yeah. were there. So we so we, we, we like we
1: were going and it got us more excited to go but that's the closest thing. Mhm. Um I mean that's the whole show anything Just wants just remind what did you mm-hmm. what did you rate this? Uh show Okay. I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I did. It's arguably the best Wrestlemania of all time. Yeah. I may try to make it a point over the next month to watch every one. So oh! I could come up with a definitive which one is my favorite, because I really don't know. Uh, they, they, a lot of them kind of bleed together for me at this point. I, I think at this point, where... I
0: think it's one of those where last month, when I went back and watched so many Royal Rumbles, I tried to pick a, a best overall Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and a greatest Royal Rumble match. Um, I was actually disturbed with how disappointed I was with so many Royal really? Rumble matches. Um, one of those I just didn't really have a common quick answer if someone would say, was, I would say my favorite and the greatest Mania has to be 17. You figure with TLC 2, which is probably the greatest TLC match ever, uh, you had a great hardcore championship match, you had great wrestling matches, whether it be uh, Angle Benoit. Mm-hmm. It's not their best match ever, but it was great. And then. You know, that great trilogy um, is the best match of theirs. You had the early um, of the first of the trilogy of Triple H and Taker. So, definitely, that's got to be the best mania.
2: Yeah, it's between, like, for me, 17 is probably number one. And a close second <coughs> is 23. I really love 23. Is it because of Donald Trump? No. <laughs> like, there's maybe one or two matches that are left Is that let the one that had the
0: first uh, Money in the Bank?
2: No, that's, a,
1: no. Um, 21 was the first money in the bank 20, Oh, okay So you're saying 17 or 23 Or 17 is definitely 17
0: one. is number one 20, 23 is up there Well, I'll say this Me and Ron probably both have the issue Where a lot of those early 20s We probably still both haven't seen In their entirety No,
1: I've seen mad Like tidbits yeah, Matches here and there Because 23 has seen a Michaels it's funny. I keep watching the stuff I
0: watched when I was a kid, but I keep yeah. I keep skipping the, the shows from my seven year. Uh, yeah, I know. Since. I kind of do the same
1: thing. Yeah,
2: because twenty three, I seen a Michaels um, Taker Batista. Um, they had the Money in the Bank ladder match, which which was fantastic, and Battle of the Billionaires, which was a match that eh, it's, yeah. it's whatever. <laughs> but like, I hold that show in pretty high regard. I thought the match quality was was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, there's no doubting this is a great show. We obviously all gave it the highest. He's got ratings. A high
0: ratings to his uh, cousin Lashley.
1: <laughs> I guess you do. I guess. Yeah, but we all clearly loved this show. It was a, it was fun to watch back. It was longer than I remembered. I thought we were going to get like a three hour show. No, no, I I knew it
2: was, yeah, because at that point, WrestleMania was four hours. Yeah, that's So that's why I said, let's do this this weekend, because it's the shortest one,
1: unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, So we got a lot to look forward to next week. That's the show for Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. For the voice that runs the place, the European champion, Alo, Aaron Lloyd. I'm Ron Pashery, and we will see you next talkin week. Talking
0: all day, talking all day. Hop on the top rope by the lamb's elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam, here we go again. Fans, markin' man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the missing man, and they shake the land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome, well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.